0: Counter-melody. I'm very, very, very happy after a week of anxiety and dread. Yesterday, we, and by we, I mean the world, received the very good news that the despised 45 is frickin' out. And that's why I say, jauchzet Gott in allen Landen, and not just in the United States. Praise God! everywhere around the world. That was sung by the great Lois Marshall, one of our distinguished Canadian neighbors to the north. She was an extraordinary singer who overcame physical disabilities to become one of the great concert and art song artists of all time. She was primarily active in the 50s and 60s, but also through the 70s. Eventually, she became a mezzo-soprano, but her early work included recordings with Thomas Beecham and Toscanini. She also extensively toured the Soviet Union and made a number of recordings there. This was one of her first recordings, this Gott with Ernest Macmillan conducting the Toronto Symphony. As you probably heard, the trumpeter is not Supreme, but Lois Marshall. She's got it together. It's possible that my planning this week was influenced by my sober and anxious state. That's possible. But... What I'm excited to tell you is that this is the first of a series that will be extending over the entire Season 2 of Counter Melody called Full Figured Baroque. What this will be is non-period performances of Baroque music performed full-throatedly by singers using their full bodies, their full voices vibrato, God forbid, the result being, in my opinion, greater expressivity and, I will argue, an extremely valid way of hearing and approaching this music. I thought I would start with Bach because I just love Bach so much, in spite of... Let's just say the toxicity of the religious beliefs that he espoused and that, in fact, I was raised with. There's still so much to be gleaned from his music, regardless of what one's belief system is. Today, I'm going to begin with recordings by the Bach Aria Group. This organization was founded in 1946 by the philanthropist and collector and music lover William H. Scheide, who underwrote the activities of the Bach Aria Group for, if I'm not mistaken, nearly 40 years. He engaged the finest singers, the finest instrumentalists. The goal was to explore what was, at that time, an unknown repertoire, that is Bach's cantatas. The group primarily focused, in its early years, on performances of solo arias with instrumental obligatos. There was no such thing as period performance in those days. There were a few Collegium Musicums primarily in Europe that were starting to saw away at period instruments but that's definitely not the approach that was taken by the Bach Aria Group as you're going to hear here's an example from The secular cantata called Zerreißet, Zersprenget, Zertrümmelt die Gruft. This piece was commissioned by the students of the Leipzig University in 1725 in honor of Herr Müller, one of their favorite teachers. It uses characters from Greek mythology, and this aria is called Angenehmer Zephyrus, and it is sung by the character of Pallas who says, Charming Zephyr, your perfume-rich kiss and intimate coolness should play upon my heights. This is sung by none other than Eileen Farrell. You may be surprised to encounter Eileen Farrell in this context, but she was a member of the Bach aria group and did a number of extraordinary Bach recordings. The instrumentalists are the violinist Maurice Wilk, The cellist is Bernard Greenhouse, and the pianist is Paul (laughs) Ulanovsky. The Bach Aria group featured among its members a number of Canadians, including Lois Marshall, who was involved with the group in the 1960s. This episode will focus primarily on U.S. American singers, but because of singers like Lois Marshall, Maureen Forrester, and Norman Farrow, I will also be including our Canadian neighbors in today's episode. Maureen Forrester became involved with the Bach Aria group in the 1960s. By this point, she had already established herself as an extraordinary singer of Bach, Mahler, and Lieder. I'm Sometimes a little taken aback by her vowels, but... For the most part, I am completely bowled over and won over by the absolute rock solid beauty of her singing. This is a recording that she made in nineteen sixty five with Antonio Yanigro and Isolisti di Zagreb. Maybe some of you who were listening to records around that time remember these famous Isolisti di Zagreb who made many pretty wonderful recordings. Now, sometimes the playing is a little rough around the edges on some of these recordings, but the heart is always there. I'll say more about that in the course of the episode. But for now, let's listen to the first movement of Widerstehet Doch der Sünde, which is Bach's cantata number 54. I will say that I performed this piece It's extremely challenging because it lies so low, and therefore it can be very awkward for most singers. I had to really work on keeping myself centered for this piece to work. I had a moderate success with it. I'm not making any claims, but listen to how Maureen Forrester handles this. The text, by the way, reads, Widerstehe doch der Sünde, sonst ergreift dich ihr Gift. You must resist sin, lest its poison seize you.
1: I will die
0: is not all that it's chalked up to be. I think of some of these performances as being the equivalent of taking a ride in a very old horse-drawn carriage. For one thing, we can admire all the worksmanship, the craftsmanship that goes into the production of the interior and the exterior, the actual appearance of it. And we're moving, often, less quickly than a streamlined contemporary vehicle would. Therefore, we can look out the window and enjoy the landscape a lot more. There's so much more that you can take in when everything is not so lickety-split. I think of these old-fashioned Baroque performances as being the equivalent of the hotel that I stayed in when I went to sing with the distinguished Bach conductor Helmut Rilling when I was hired to do Christmas Oratorio in Athens. I stayed at this old place called the Grande Bretagne, right on the Syntagma Square. On one level, the hotel was a complete and utter disaster, but it was so grand, it was so stately, so if there were certain technical aspects that I could have nitpicked about... Nevertheless, there was a grandeur about it that simply could not be recaptured in one of these contemporary hotels, if you know what I mean. That's kind of what we're experiencing here as well. The beauty and the grandeur of Bach that sometimes gets lost in these historically informed performances, in my opinion. The next number that we're going to hear features the aforementioned Canadian bass baritone Norman Farrow, who was a founding member of the Bach Aria group and sang with him for many, many years. This is a recording from the mid-50s that he did of the complete cantata 42, Am Abend Aber des Sabbats, is the name of the cantata, and the Aria is called Jesus ist ein Schild der Seinen. Yeah, I have a few problems with this text. Jesus shields his own when persecution follows them for the sun must shine with a golden message that Jesus is the shield of his own i don't want to politicize this too much but clearly that's exclusionary and really quite a problematic text but instead let's think about it as an expression of a fortification of pulling together one's resources of finding strength in the support of another and also something else to really enjoy about this performance is the way that norman farrow can just move his voice like the wind i'm so delighted with his facility with his expression and with this overall performance
1: is the shield, the Wenn sie die Verfolgung trifft Der Garene immer schützt. Jesus ist ein Schilder sein, wenn sie ihn erbauen und sie Oh, <laughs>
0: 1948, William H. Scheide underwrote the production of a short documentary about the Bach Aria group called A Time for Bach. At the beginning of the film, there are some introductory sentences that I would like to share with you, because I think they also have great relevance for today. Few periods in history could be more different in mood than the time of Bach, and our own the joy of living of baroque culture and a transcendent religious faith characterize bach's life and work it is a far cry from the harshness and furious tempo of the world in which we live many creative forces however challenge our time trying to reconcile its contradictory elements Within this context, the film traces the rehearsal work of the Bach Aria Group, a unique ensemble of vocalists and instrumentalists, first organized in 1946 by William H. Scheide. In reintroducing the little-known arias from Bach's more than 200 cantatas, the group has offered to radio, record, and concert audiences a new Bach, gay and buoyant, yet spiritual and deeply moving. The group's work represents an attempt to bridge two centuries and to bring to the present day something of the strength, the inspiration, and the peace of mind of Johann Sebastian Bach. I think we hear these tenets in all of the recordings that we'll be hearing some time ago, I encountered a performance that had been posted on YouTube of the great mezzosprano Jenny Tourell singing Erbarme dich. Jenny Tourell was, by the way, a frequent guest of the Bach aria group, hence her inclusion in today's episode. I have a very strong connection with this piece. It's one of the very few Bach pieces that I was actually able to sing. I don't know why, because it's extremely difficult, and some of the apparently easier Bach arias were not so easy for me at all but it lay in a range where I could project with a little bit more clarity, and I always had a nice line in my voice. Now, I didn't quite have the line that Jenny Tourelle has in her voice. This is a performance from the Casals Festival in Perpignan. Casals is leading the orchestra, and the great violinist Alexander Schneider is playing the violin obbligato. There are a couple things I want to say about this performance before we jump in. The tempo is extremely broad, there's a lot of sort of scoopy emotion, shall we say, but it is for the sake of the emotion that I am playing this piece, and in fact, it was hearing this recording that inspired me to take on this entire series of larger-than-life Baroque performance. Have mercy on me, my God, for the sake of my tears, look upon me heart and eyes weep bitterly before you. just need to say that Pablo Casals was one of the great Bach interpreters. His recording of the cello suites is still my very favorite. There were also so many other instrumentalists who really helped revive interest in Bach, and let's just mention a few of them. Fritz and Adolf Busch, Wanda Landowska, Ralph Kirkpatrick, and of course, Rosalind Turek, and Glenn Gould. It seems to me that these players all played with a great deal of rubato, slancho, expression. It's by no means a regimented interpretation. I think singers have in recent years gotten themselves in a little bit more of a straitjacket than contemporary players of Bach. For instance, Bach on the piano is perfectly acceptable and many people prefer it for the clarity of sound for whatever reason. But yet singers somehow get put into this straitjacket where you have to sing really rapid tempi with no vibrato and all of that sort of thing. And I look at a performance such as the one that Norman Farrow or Eileen Farrell or Lois Marshall or Maureen Forrester gives. None of these people are compromising on their vocal quality. The next piece that I'm going to play is with Eileen Farrell and Julius Baker playing the Flute Obligato. It's from the cantata number 115 called Mache Dich Mein Geist Bereit. And the text is Biete Aber Auch Dabei, which states, also pray during your vigil, beseech for your great guilt mercy from your judge, that he may make you free from sin and purify you." One singer who was very active with the Bach Aria group in the 1960s, and who is one of my very favorite singers who ever lived, is the Welsh tenor Richard Lewis. He was certainly a supreme interpreter of Bach and Handel, as well as contemporary music and everything in between, including Mozart and Puccini. I'm going to offer two contrasting examples of hymns. The first is an aria called Erschrecke doch, du allzu sichere Seele, from Cantata 102. That text is, Be terrified, you souls who are all too confident. Think how high the price is for the yoke of sin. God's forbearance walks with a leaden foot So that eventually his wrath will be even heavier upon you. (laughs) Oh God, this is so Lutheran. But listen to the way that Richard Lewis conjures this with impeccable and enraged corretura.
1: (imitation) Doch, er shake doch, off. It shake it also see, sir, 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 Denk was the dich für, dich, dich für die Seele der Sünden-Jucht. Der Sünden-Jucht. Denk was dich is fair, the der fair, the is fair, the is is fair, the Denk, denk was is für die is der Du schwei le Sack David der Sohn Hernoch hier desto schwere David der Sohn <mussion> Hernoch hier desto schwere desto schwei hier desto schwei Hör du, desto
0: As my father always used to say, you have to have the law before you can have salvation. I don't subscribe to that, but it was certainly a tenet of the Lutheran Church. And given that thought, let's now hear Richard Lewis in this aria called Jesus, through good and bad times, let me also journey with you. Another extremely versatile singer who was involved with the Bach Aria Group as well as the Metropolitan and various other organizations was the baritone Mac Harrell who was the father of Lynn Harrell, the cellist, who died earlier this year. Mac Harrell also died prematurely, but here he is singing in a live performance with the extraordinary oboist Robert Bloom. Robert Bloom was also a founding member of the Bach Aria group, and he performed with them expressively, deliciously, and with great dedication for decades this is the opening aria from cantata number 85 called ich bin ein guter hirt and it's a direct quote from the book of john i'm the good shepherd the good shepherd gives up his life for the sheep this is mac harrell and robert bloom singer that performed with the Bach Aria group and with whom I had a very special personal connection was the late bass baritone William Warfield. When I had a vocal accompanying assistantship at the University of Illinois, I spent a number of years playing in his studio, and he would regale us with wonderful stories. He was an extraordinarily generous, kind, loving person, and, yeah, the memories that I have of him will always be with me. Before he made the remake of Showboat, And after his portrayal of Porgy on the state-sponsored tour of Europe of Porgy and Bess, where he hooked up with his eventual wife, Leontine Price, William Warfield was primarily a recitalist. Aaron Copland did his arrangements of the Old American Songs for William Warfield, and he also was an intrepid programmer of early music. Of unusual leader and of the music of Bach, and here he is singing an incredibly beautiful aria from Cantata 159 called "Seet, wir gehen hinauf, gehen Jerusalem." The aria is called "Es ist vollbracht," and of course, that's also the title of the devastating, it is finished number from the St. John Passion. Here's a translation of the text for the aria that William Warfield sings here. It is finished. The sorrow is all. From our state of sin, we are made whole again in God. Now I will hasten and give thanks to my Jesus. Good night, world. It is finished. My friends, I have some good news and some bad news. The bad news is that I've bitten off more than I can chew for this episode. I still have a couple other singers that I want to speak of in relation to the Bach Aria group, but it's going to have to wait for another time, I'm afraid. And furthermore, part two of this episode was supposed to be a tribute to those historical African-American artists who have excelled singing Bach. This is not an attempt to segregate in any way, but to highlight and celebrate a not frequently acknowledged or explored aspect of the artistry of African-American singers. Let's look at the performance from William Warfield as a little teaser for that. I think that will be next week's episode, actually, so I'm looking forward to bringing that to you. Meanwhile, since that was a rather downer of a way to end the episode, I have two very perky things to offer you. First of all... Those two sublime Canadian artists, Lois, Marshall, and Maureen Forrester, singing Via eilen mit schwachen, doch emsigen Schritten From Bach's Cantata 78, Jesu, der du meine Seele This is a joint duet concert that they did in August 1974 in Quebec. And Yehudi Weiner, who was the continual player for the selections with Maureen Forrester and Richard Lewis accompanies these two delightful singers on the piano. by the way if you'd like to support me on patreon you may go to patreon.com/countermelody and pledge your support anywhere from $2 to $2000 a month as i always say still going for that $2000 a month one they haven't come along yet but i'm thrilled i picked up a couple new supporters this week and i'm very 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 grateful so thank you for that and no matter what you pledge you will have access to those bonus episodes Finally, one of my favorite singers, who I'm always thrilled to present to you, here's Eleanor Steber singing My Heart Ever Faithful. This is an English translation of Mein Gläubiges Herze from cantata 68, Also hat Gott die Welt geliebt. She's not an outlier. She was an occasional guest of the Bach Aria group as well, and certainly an extraordinary group of singers and players that i'm so excited to have brought to you today dear friends, in a happy mood tonight. In spite of that, I suspect that there are going to be some tough days ahead, given that the Orange Menace is probably not going to go without a fight. But we are going to give him a fight, so let's move forward into the fray with a song in our hearts and work together to create a better world. Thank you so much, my dear friends. Love you all. I'll see you next time. I'm Daniel Gundlach. Ciao. Or should I say, lebe wohl.